I'm Ben Forrid. I'm Austin Letcher. And I'm Alyssa Mendel. And this is Chordscast. This podcast is created by the team at the Coordination of Rare Diseases at Sanford, or CORDS for short, which is a rare disease registry working to tie together patients and researchers, no matter their condition and no matter where they are in the world. In these episodes, you'll hear interviews with scientists, physicians, rare disease patients, and advocates, along with updates on our registry and ways that you can get involved. Let's get started. everybody and welcome to another episode of Chords Cast. As always, my name is Ben Forrid and I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Now this is the first uh, Chords Cast intro that I've recorded uh, since being in sunny San Diego, California for the Global Genes Patient Advocacy Summit. Uh, and what a blast. Um, Alyssa and I were both there. We had a booth um, we had just a few days of awesome conversation. I um, feel like I've just now regained my voice after, <laughs> after talking for multiple days on end. Met a lot of great people, handed out a lot of cards, and um, talked about this podcast. And so if you're new to the podcast uh, and you're, you're just, uh, just hearing about us, uh, welcome um, and you know, stay tuned. Uh, maybe, you'll, maybe your own story will be featured on here someday. Coming up next in this fall, uh, Alyssa will be traveling to Washington, D.C. for the Nord Summit. Uh, so that's going to be taking place uh, mid-October here. Um, uh, the, I think it's the 20th through the 22nd. So uh, if you were traveling to Nord and you'd like to learn more about chords, or, or if you'd like to put a face with a name and meet Alyssa in person, uh, go ahead and send us an email. Um, and you know she'd be happy to set up time to discuss things with you and get to know uh, you and your organization a little bit better. Cords is also going to have a booth later on in the fall, um, in November, in Salt Lake City at the um, NSGC meeting, uh, gen- big genetic counselor meeting. Uh, and it's really just a, a new kind of tactic that we're taking to try to get the word out on the registry. And, um, you know, hopefully the role that we're trying to serve in the rare disease community, connecting patients with researchers. And, um, you know, we've we've made a lot of really valuable connections. We've got to know a lot of wonderful people. And, you um, you know, the one unifying thing in the rare disease community is that together we are stronger and, and we can um, accomplish a whole lot more if we put our heads together and, um, and, and try to tackle things in unison. Which is not a bad segue into uh, this, this episode. Um, so this is an episode that uh, we recorded with a, a guy who's become a great friend of Cords, a good friend of mine, um, Seth Rotberg. I've known Seth for a couple of years um, uh, he and his co-founder, Christina Wolf, have created a group called Our Odyssey. Um, if you don't know anything about Our Odyssey, visit them at ourodyssey.org. Uh, you know, read up, learn about it. It's a really cool organization that just started this year um, that basically connects young adults impacted by rare or chronic conditions um, with the social and the emotional types of support that they need as, as young adults in the hopes of, of improving their quality of life. Um, there are challenges and there are things that um, 
you know, are unique to being a young adult with a rare condition or, or living with a chronic health care condition. And, uh, and so there's a need out there to, to address this. And, um, and I think Seth and Christina are really some of the first to um, take a stab at it. Um, as you'll hear, you know, they, they understand intimately what it's like to go through uh, some of these things. So stay right where you are and enjoy. Everybody, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Cordscast. Uh, it's great to have you as always. Here joining us today, our special guests are Seth Rotberg and Christina Wolf from the Our Odyssey Foundation, a really cool advocacy group recently started up um, for folks with rare and chronic conditions. Uh, Christina uh, and, and Seth, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be a part of this and we're uh, excited to share a little bit more about our Odyssey. Yeah, thanks, Seth. So maybe let's just start out with a little bit of an introduction. Seth, you're you're no stranger to Chordscast. We we interviewed you uh, last year when you were um, here on site for our PayPal's event, uh, an advocacy training program. Um, what have you been up to since then? Um, maybe give us a little bit of a, a brief intro. Sure. So I've just been continuing to share my story and and help others in the, in the rare and chronic communities, but more importantly, trying to better understand the needs of patients and caregivers and how we can get their voices implemented into to medical research. So since, since then, just, you know, besides my professional career, uh, Christina and I connected and started up our Odyssey, which uh, we can go into in a bit, but what we realized is that there was this unmet need of connecting young adults impacted by a rare chronic condition to one another and yeah. the, this transitional period of life and we wanted to do something about it and that's kind of where it all started that's awesome so uh christina our odyssey is focused on young adults is that right yes so yeah so so tell me a little bit about you um you know what what really drove you into this and and um you know got you interested in getting involved? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. Um, so Ben, my background is in public health and clinical research. And um, back, well, it's been about a year since I started my doctoral degree. I'm getting a doctoral degree in public health. And my focus is primarily health economics as it relates to behavioral health patterns. And um, as a part of my research, I kind of started using my own experiences living with a chronic condition to drive a lot of what I was trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing these patterns of a lack of um, addressing mental health implications for the younger generation of adults, as well as uncovering patterns in a lot of kind of depressive mental health state for young adults living with these conditions. Um, but there, there's just a lack of data and a lack of um, initiatives to address a lot of the needs there. And then 
Seth and I connected. We shared similar kind of emotional experiences, um, even though we have been impacted by different conditions. Um, and that's when we decided to go in deep on our odyssey. Awesome. Now that that's an awesome uh, kind of insight into how this all got started. Seth, I know you've got a background in nonprofit management and um, and you know this sort of thing has probably been something that's on your radar. What's your what's your plan look like for our Odyssey? What what are you, what are you thinking strategically, and um, where would you like to take it? I feel like there's many different directions we can take this in because of the the broad area of just young adults impacted by a rare or chronic condition. And to take a step back, the reason why we we didn't want to just do rare or we didn't want to just do chronic is because we didn't want to exclude anyone. And so within the cancer space, there's uh, stupid cancer, which some people know, and it focuses on young adults um, impacted by cancer, cancer survivors, or who may be experiencing cancer. And so we didn't want to reinvent the wheel, but we were like, okay, well, if this is working in the cancer space, how can we support those with a rare condition, such as one that I deal with, Huntington's disease, or a chronic condition, such as the one that Christina deals with, which is type 1 diabetes, or anything in between or on the outside of that as well. So what we really want to focus on is right now trying to grow engagement and and connect young adults to one another through in-person meetups as well as online meetups. The online aspect would be kind of video conferencing type style. And the reason for this focus is because what we also determined was that when you connect with peers, you don't feel that sense of isolation. You have someone else who kind of understands what you're going through. And it's a lot easier to, talk, to connect with someone who just gets it. You don't have to explain, you know, the whole background of what's going on or how do you deal with dating or family and career planning, how to, you know, figure out those next steps in your life. And so, we want to connect these young adults to one another to share tips and advice to maybe even mentor the younger generation, but also to empower them to get more involved within their community. That's awesome. I, I, I've heard you speak at a number of events and, and you and I have just had some conversations as a side as well um, about some of the unique um, challenges that uh, young adults face when, when living with a chronic condition. Uh, and some of them you just mentioned, you know, the, the family planning aspect of, of life and making that transition from childhood into adulthood uh, can be difficult for a number of reasons. Uh, Christina, maybe maybe you could speak a little bit to the um, the economic side of things. You know, what are some of the challenges that, that young adults facing chronic conditions uh, have to deal with when they're looking at um, medical bills and getting insured and all of those sorts of things? Yeah. Um, so that's a completely different side, but it also impacts some of those emotional um, decisions as well and some of those conversations, right? So like when you talk about family planning or how to have conversations with someone you're pursuing or dating about your condition, not only do you have to have the conversation about your condition and what the symptoms look like and how to manage it and how you manage it, but you also have to have very serious financial discussions. Um, and so what I kind of went through on my own as I transitioned into college was 
having to learn not only how to enroll myself in the right PPO plan or health plan to get coverage, uh, but then also how to choose the right prescription drugs that I could actually afford uh, to manage my disease. And so I was actually faced with uh, kind of rationing my own insulin, which is something that a lot of young adults, especially in the type 1 diabetes space, are facing today with the insulin prices skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from an economic perspective, you know, this is where the Affordable Care Act and policy can really help drive a lot of those initiatives. And that's where, from from my side of our odyssey, I would like us to make a bigger impact with young adults advocating for that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's such a it's such a, a needed thing. And one of the things we've talked about a lot on this podcast is we've uh, interviewed researchers and physicians. Um, that focus on rare conditions is is that if we are successful as researchers and if we do what we are setting out to do as an industry, uh, some of these conditions that would um, lead to premature death in childhood will be overcome. And and what we'll what we'll wind up doing is creating an entire population of people who are young adults with rare conditions and. Um, I view that as a good problem to have. You know, they're going to have unique uh, challenges and they're going to have unique opportunities um, as they mature and, and become young adults. But um, the types of things that you're looking to tackle with our Odyssey uh, are, are, I think, laying a, a framework or laying a foundation for um, tackling some of those issues down the road. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Seth, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I was going to just add that we, we need to continue to support this younger generation because we, we know mental health as a, as a young adult is a huge challenge that we are trying to tackle uh, in society, but then you add on a health condition and there's two to four times more likely to feel depressed or have anxiety or have other emotional challenges that you have to face. Mm-hmm. And we ultimately believe that if we can help tackle some of this and improve quality of life of these young adults, it's going to make them realize, one, I'm not alone in my fight. Two, I want to get involved. And three, how do I get involved? And here's an opportunity to, to you know, give back to your own community. Because it, at the end of the day, you know, one of our biggest values as a fairly new organization is, is collaboration. So it's not... And I, I've stressed this enough, Christina stressed this enough, it's not necessarily taking away from these patient advocacy organizations, they're young adults, but we want to help, you know, kind of mold them into these leaders who can eventually lead the, these nonprofits in some capacity or get their voices involved in clinical trials and get them to participate because if they're the ones that are eventually going to be taking the medication or are currently taking the medication, well, then we need to not leave out their voices when we're hearing about side effects, um, because sometimes the side effects for an older adult is very different than a young adult who's transitioning into college or a career and might be moving around and is just trying to figure out their life versus, you know, do I want to take this medication with, by an oral pill? Do I want, you know, a pump? Do I want a spinal injection, gene therapy, anything else related to that clinical trial process? I think. We want to help shape that as well, but again, that's that's a long-term goal, and we 
focus now on just driving that engagement and connecting young adults to one another for that social emotional support. Yeah. Yeah. Providing that sense of belonging. Yeah. And I, I, I think that the challenges that are faced will evolve. And so the membership of those foundations and of those advocacy organizations um, will need to evolve too. You know, uh, Christina, you mentioned the um, type one diabetes, uh, you know, the JDRF or, or other advocacy groups that look at uh, T1D, you know, they advocate for certain treatments or certain advancements uh, in this generation. And, um, you know, we can only hope and assume that <laughs> one generation from now, there'll be a whole new set of treatments and options that they're going to be advocating for. And our generation might not be as well equipped to uh, handle those new things, and they'll have to bring in new blood. <laughs> and, and so I think that's something that will be seen across the board, um, no matter the disease state. And getting yeah. young adults engaged early on and helping them take the reins and, um, <clears throat> and be, feel empowered to advocate for themselves is, uh, is such a cool thing that you're trying to do. Um, it sets, sets the whole medical advocacy kind of industry up for success. And too, I mean, I think going beyond that, I oftentimes find myself being kind of more of the, the talker when it comes to economics and kind of money and what drives a lot of strategic decisions in terms of our overall health economy. Yeah. Um, but from kind of the harditude of all of it and from the heart of all of it is, you know, at the end of the day, none of that, none of that is going to be possible unless we are able to effectively facilitate an opportunity for these young people to, to find one another, to connect with one another and find that sense of belonging and learn that they're not alone in this journey. Right. So um, if, if I'm a, an audience member of this podcast and I, I'm a young adult that's living with a rare or chronic condition um, and I'm, I'm intrigued by all the stuff that we've been talking about so far, uh, how do I get involved? You know, what, what do I do? What do you need from me? I think number one is to reach out to Seth or myself. Um, we've got our website up ourodyssey.org. But, you know, from there, Seth and I would love to have a conversation with you and find out kind of what the best fit for getting involved with Our Odyssey is, depending on your geography, your disposition, uh, what your interests and strengths are, what you want to build a skill set around. We'd love to have those conversations with you so that we can guide you and connect you appropriately. That's awesome. Do you have any uh, events or anything planned coming up? We do. Seth, do you want to hit on this? Yeah, so we're really trying to be more consistent on these, again, in-person meetups as well as the, the virtual meetups. So this fall, several in several different cities, we're going to be doing these in-person meetups that are happening, and you can find the dates on our site. Uh, we're still trying to finalize location of where exactly in these cities we're going to do it, but we're going to have them in 
in September, October, as well as November in New York and Philly and DC and in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, but we're also going to have a meetup at the Global Genes Patient Advocacy Summit, which I, again, prior to Christine and I finding our Odyssey, this is something I tried doing last year at, at Global Genes, yeah. kind of last minute, and it was very informal, but it was great because seeing people connect with one another just to network and learn from each other's experiences was very, really powerful. And so we, we want to do it again, but do it a little bit more, you know, planning and more formal. So again, these, these meetups in person are going to take place uh, mostly on the East Coast, except for Global Genes, which is in San Diego in September. But they'll, they'll take place September, October, November. We may try to do something in December, like a holiday-type theme. And then the uh, the online aspect of the meetups, we're going to determine what makes the most sense based off of what young adults are looking for and what type of support that they would like to see uh, through this online aspect. That sounds yeah. awesome. So that... we're going to try to pilot some of those online meetups through a couple different platforms um, before we really determine our path forward with that. Sure. I I was at the uh, the Global Gene Summit last year in Irvine, California, and I, I recall that um, that call for meetups <laughs> um, for the young adults to get together and um, I remember a, a good turnout. Uh, you know, that's that's such an encouraging thing to see that there are so many people that are looking to find and build this community together. Um, so I I uh, I expect that'll be a really awesome event to go to. I myself, unfortunately, don't necessarily qualify as a young adult anymore. But um, but, but uh, it'll be awesome to see that come together. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, last year I just. At the end of my talk, I was just like, hey, by the way, meet here at 4.30, made it very informal, and then tweet, made a tweet about it, and then, you know, there's about 15 of us just connecting, which is awesome, and so we're hoping for a similar turnout, maybe a little bit more this year with a little bit more planning. Great. So we've we've hit on a lot of, of different topics here, um, and, and, uh, and I think covered our Odyssey uh, at least at the the overview level, um, is there anything else that you guys want to add, or or is there anything that you want our listeners to really take away from this as the as the um, home message? I mean, I think the take home message, especially for young adults, is you know you're not alone. Number one, we're here. We want to connect with you on a very vulnerable level and create this sense of understanding around. Like we get it, all of all of the different kind of shameful parts and pieces of living and managing different diseases, they're very real and they present in different ways in different people. But I can almost guarantee you that our team has been through and experienced all of it. And we want to be with you to, to walk you through it. Great. Seth, anything you'd like to add? Nope. That's why Christine and I are co-founders because we, uh, <laughs> we have similar, we have similar, you know, thoughts on these things. And she, 
she definitely did a great job just explaining that. And I guess I'll just reinforce that, you know, we've, we've not only lived the experiences personally, but I've also been dealing with this professionally within our career paths and our, you know, advisory council, our board, as well as our executive leadership team has really, you know, was, I guess, handpicked in a way based off of who we thought would be a great fit to help us grow this organization into something very special and powerful that will help support this next generation of young professionals in the health community. Yeah, and and huge thanks to them and Ben and Alyssa and team. Thank you for inviting us to be a part of this podcast, the Courts Cast. <laughs> no, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. You guys are welcome back on at any time. Um, we'd love to get an update, maybe a year down the road, just see what types of awesome things you've been up to. So for everybody listening, again, the, we're talking to Seth and Christina from Our Odyssey. You can learn more by going to ouradyssey.org. Thanks so much for being on, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you again. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. The theme music for Quartzcast is borrowed with permission from Scott Holmes's song, So Happy. To learn more about Sanford Research and our registry, Chords, visit us at sanfordresearch.org slash chords. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions, comments, stories, or feedback to chords at sanfordhealth.org. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sanford Chords. The content of Quartzcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. We'll see you next time on Cords Casts.